Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Passano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Wednesday night segment of The Outer Realm. We are broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network, UFO, Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7 FM from the beautiful city of New Orleans. We are fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee who have been a part of our journey since the very beginning. Thank you, Folgers. We appreciate you so very much. Also, big thank you to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, Justin Snicker, for his contribution of his time and his music for our new intro and our outro. He's an award-winning composer of Halloween horror, sci-fi, dark wave electronic music, which can be found uh, places like Bandcamp, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon. Check him out. You will not regret it. Also, big thank you to Steve McGinnis. Basically, the artist behind any of the artwork that you see for The Outer Realm. So find him on Instagram and Facebook. Check him out. Get a commission piece or get a lot of his amazing horror pieces that are ready to go. So tonight, we welcome the return of Todd Wilcox. He's going to be discussing his new book, which is up and coming, The Slipstream Shaman 2, Trauma Release for Survivors of Abuse, First Responders, Medical Personnel, Military, and so much more. Now, tonight, in order to participate, uh, we have seven chat rooms because, yes, people, we are on Roku. No chat room. But you can check it out in the comfort of your boudoir, your living room, anywhere. You don't have to sit at your computer or your phone. But um, check us out on oh, for chat rooms. Okay, YouTube, UFO Paranormal Radio, UFO Gods and Extraterrestrials, Outer Realm. Uh, Facebook, we've got UFO Paranormal United Public Radio, News on the Flip Side, the Outer Realm and Canada's Most Haunted. And we're waiting for Bubbles to get on. Apparently, StreamYard is not letting her on. Yes, Joe, I know, I know. <laughs> Producer's going, what? It's not letting her on. I hope we don't have a problem with the guest. Sent via email. It's telling her to go through Messenger or YouTube. And it's not successful in any way, shape, or form. Joe, if you can help her out, I would appreciate it. <laughs> because we just got our bubbles back. And uh, yeah, it's StreamYard is just not being... A team player, <laughs> probably the best way to put it. I can't hear you, man. <laughs> Sorry, my dad, I had it off. So when I came in, I wouldn't be making noise. Oh. Um, so tell me again what they're doing. I don't understand. Oh, they're not letting her on. So I sent her the link via uh -huh. her email, like I do all the time, like I do with our guests. So we'll see if he ends up popping on in the next minute or so. And, well, um, so bubbles can't get is what you're telling me. Bubbles can't get so on. Tell, tell, 
Amelia, listen to me. Maybe. Try to log in with my email. It'll send me a code and I'll send you the code and you can just come in that way. Like like we do. She can come in the way we do. Yeah. You just got to shake it, Mom. That's all. Uh oh. <laughs> it's not going to help our guests, though. Well, it, it shouldn't do it to your guests. But I don't know. I didn't have a guest on tonight, so I don't want to say that. And uh, somebody told me LinkedIn was looping tonight. We had that problem with Dell a couple of weeks ago on something that was looping. So I don't know what that's about. People uh, have a problem like that. You write to my, myself and Michelle and let us know because we don't know if somebody don't write to us because we're actually live. Yeah, she says she got a yeah. code. It still won't let her in. Well, you probably don't have the same code anymore. You know, you need I know, they're only good code. for 10 minutes. Bubbles trying to yeah, you need a good code. <laughs> I, I don't know. Made it. Hey, Wayne, how's it going? Yeah, so I, I don't know, but I hope this actually gets Somebody told me this code. Wayne guy was an alien. Yeah, hey, you know I'm what? Knock it off, man. You know what? Let's talk something fishy while we wait for the guest. Uh oh. Uh -oh. Did you see the message I sent you? No, I, I see. I was going to read it, but then I came in. I was going to read it, then I came in here because I seen you was on. Can, you know, when you look up into the sky, you see the space station, right? Yep. We we all see it, right? Well, that's because you live where there's no no putting stars. But okay, go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Only for two different nights in the last five days, there's been something equally as big, and just down. You know, here you, you've got up up to the left of it, you've got the space station. And just below it, to the right a little bit, at about the 5 o'clock mark, you've got something else just sitting there. And I don't know what it is, but it's sat there for ages and ages. Oh, and I don't know. But, hey, our guest made it in. Bubbles can't make it in, but <laughs> our guest made yeah. it in. Hang what tight, Todd. <laughs> I'm sorry. Broadcast secure. The host asked you. The host said, "What did you do? Did you get mad at Bubbles or something?" <laughs> I just sent it. It's saying the host is asking for that. It said Todd the same code. He's you here. Need, you need, I don't know. Maybe send her waiting. a different code or something. Here, let me send you a code, Bubbles. Let me see if this helps any. Oh my God! I don't know what that was. I haven't. That's the first time I've ever seen that. I have absolutely no idea. It's a, just wait, waiting for, for Amelia. Yeah. <laughs> Try to get her on. I there don't know. Todd's got the exact same code, and he's here. I, I don't. I don't. I've never seen that code before. That's a first. It's, Way to uh, go, Bubbles! You broke Streamyard. <laughs> well, I'm kind of wanted to read Streamyard, like I said, because of um, Dal Lessie last week was having a looping problem, and somebody said tonight on LinkedIn I was having a looping problem. So I said, "Look, I you don't want to hear me looping? That's, that'll LinkedIn. drive me crazy too." Now we're on Roku tonight. I had all Ooh. I had all the sexy people in with me tonight. That's all uh, I have to say. It's a, Todd, you should have been there, man. Whoo, you're missing out, dude. <laughs> she needs you to send her the uh the I, I sent her the code. Let me see if she sent me a thing for the link. I got my email open. Email. Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm trying to be good. I just call. I just sent her the the code back to her. I haven't seen an email come in yet, so I'll keep an eye on it. Okay, so here's and, a I'll, and I'll shut up since you have a guest. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna send you the same picture, Joe. Um, Wayne took a picture and sent it to me, so I'll send it to you, so you can um, check this puppy out. And this I wonder is what, what it was seeing in the night sky, not moving, and I can't tell what it is. So she even copied and pasted it. Okay, so. Can you guys work this up behind the scenes and maybe Todd and I can get started? Yes, throw you. throw me out and I'll and I'll keep an eye on. I'll see what yeah. I can do while we're talking. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. 
Okay. Hoo-hoo. <laughs> I hate Todd. How's it going? Hey, Michelle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I sent the same link to you, the same link to Amelia, and, and yeah. she's still struggling. So she's going to have to come in through the studio side, and uh, hopefully that won't be a problem. Hopefully she just, you know, didn't break the whole system. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. it, made me, it made me come in through, um, it said come in through YouTube. Or Facebook, and I've never had to do what? that before. So, Joe, do you hear that? Yeah. So he had to do the same thing. So that's that's not cool. That's that's streamer, Joe. Get on that. That's your account. <laughs> <laughs> He's our station owner. <laughs> so, but I'm I'm glad you made it. This is this is not going to be cool. We're gonna have to look for a whole other platform if this thing doesn't straighten itself out. But how are you? <laughs> I'm doing As well. We wait for Amelia. <laughs> yeah, StreamYard's been been very good on on other shows that I've been on, and I think it was great last time when I was on. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's just uh, having some hiccups now or something. Well, I think it's become very popular, and there's just a lot more people on it, and um, now it's just looking for other avenues to to come on. But that will cause some issues. I may have to, you know, ask. Um, some of our future guests to go another avenue so um he had to connect the same which is hey she's still trying to get in um so we'll just pop her up every now and then when she has a question in the meantime <laughs> but okay. yeah he had to connect the same way as you did amelia he was asked to come in through youtube or facebook so this is obviously something new which is not cool but anyway so how have you been <laughs> I have been busy. <laughs> it has been crazy. Um, yeah. yeah, the the first book, the Slipstream Shaman, um, using quantum healing for individuals, communities, the planet and beyond, has has taken off, and and uh, I was lucky enough, honored enough to to hit number one in a few categories, and uh, so yeah, it's been nice, <laughs> and uh, super excited about the new book and. Like everything else, you know, you think you're going to get something done by a certain time and the universe tells you something else. Um, That's because so you're not a, done yet. You probably have to add something. <laughs> I think so. I, I do think so. So I did. I've, I've been working on the second one and it's getting very close. Should have the artwork for it next week and um, doing some final editing and reading right now. And and um, my editor will get a hold of it probably next week and, and butcher it. And then I'll have to do one more revision and we should be uh. ready to Maybe you need to add a section about like radio show hosts who get stressed out because their their soundboard just <laughs> you know won't no. let their their other co-hosts come on and join them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I feel dramatic. I'm traumatized right now. I'm sure Bubbles is just having a moment on her own right now too. So, <laughs> so why don't you refresh us a little bit um, on book one, and we okay. can then slip into book two. Sure. So, so book one, I'll just, I'll show it. And um, as I talk about my energy here in a few minutes, that is really what my energy looks like. You can see a couple hands holding energy. That's what mine looks like now. It started out as, as a light blue color. Um, and what it really started out my energy, when I was finding my energy, it was to help people in paranormal investigations. We put together a group that was going to go help people that nobody else could. And uh, the, the question I had was, well, we're the groups that haven't been able to help these people. What are we going to do this different as this secondary group? And so we started learning things. And what I learned, what, what the team learned from a shaman 
was how to access our energy. And that was really the start of the Slipstream Shaman book. Um, as I was learning how to access the energy, the, the shaman that was teaching us was saying that your energy is going to be red and it's going to be hot. Hi, Amelia. Hi, how are you? Oh, that's loud. <laughs> well, no, Sorry, yeah, so. I had to go in through Facebook and it's got access to yeah. everything on my Facebook right now. <laughs> yeah, I had to go through YouTube, so it was an adventure. And um, one of the things we'll talk about in a minute is polymedella. In fact, we'll just we'll just kind of skip to that right now. And polymedella is a many healing. And it's in the first Slipstream Shaman book. And I'm going to do a many healing for electronics, um, specifically for people that are, that have podcasts and, and do things like this. Um, I can tell you on my own radio show and podcast, I am famous for blowing up electronics. And, um, and if I get anybody on that's had any kind of alien abduction contact, anything like that, for sure, something's going to happen. The power's going to go out. You know, yeah. we're not going to be able to contact. So um, I'm going to do a polymedella, and I will add that to the second book, and, and we'll be sure to talk about the outer realm on that. What Thank we'll you do. very much. That's right. I was just saying, Bubbles was probably just having a meltdown on the other side. I was traumatized. <laughs> See, right there, we can use you. I was more angry than anything, that because it has access to my profile and my friends list now. That's why I was upset. Yeah. But Joe has to fix that. <laughs> That's right, Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> so, Come on, Joe. Oh, so I had to come in with YouTube. Yeah. So yes, it, it's, it's obviously that. something new. So I wrote C as an S I yes, but it came out as E E. I wasn't being I wasn't being cheeky. I was writing C as in yes. Yeah. <laughs> when Todd got through and said, I had to go through YouTube. But anyways, enough of my drama. <laughs> Please continue. Okay. Okay. So your listeners have heard this before. You know, I was, I was listening to the shaman teach us how to find our energy. It wasn't working for me. She was describing a completely different experience. So I did it on my own. And really this whole thing um, came about on my own. She gave me the, the basic tools to use. And then I found my own way. And that's really what the first Slipstream Shaman book is about, helping you find the basic tools to access a place of energy and spirit. And I call that place the quantum room. I teach you how to, how to find that room and how to work in it, how to find your own energy and use it for protection and to help guide you and do different things. Uh, because of that energy and because of the quantum room where I could actually meditate, I was able to find my purpose. And that purpose was to help. And um, people searching for their purpose that just never seem to find it, this could be the way for you to do that. And I will also tell you that as you're looking for your purpose, you may think that when you find it, everything's going to be great. Everything's just going to open up and be easy. That's not necessarily the case. You now know where you're going. You still have to find your way there. So um, just because it might be simple, like mine's simple to help doesn't mean it's easy. I've had to do a lot of work to figure out how to help, how to help people, how to help myself, how to help animals, how to help the communities. And I'm still learning. And I'm counting on people who read the book and become part of the Slipstream community to help with that, to share what they're doing and let us know how they're, how they're helping, how they're growing, what they're doing to, to change the world, really. 
um, because this type of work can. And with enough of us doing it, we could certainly change the, the direction of our of our consciousness. I would love to see it raise and, and take us to, to a much better place where we're looking at, at the opportunities, the growth, the things we can do. We should be we should be spending our time and energy on how are we going to get the space? How are we going to how are we going to use our minds, develop our minds, develop our consciousness, those kind of things, instead of I hate you because you look different and I hate you because you're from a different part of the planet. There's way too many great things out there that we could be working on instead of worrying about the things we worry about. So that's that's what we're that's what we're working on here. That's what the first book. Everything quantum seems to be a thing right now. It is. Um, it's a is it's a word new age what is this exactly yeah it's i think know. it's just it is so big and encompassing that you can use it for a lot of things mm. and and the reason i chose to use quantum uh, to to align affiliate with a quantum healing is because it does take in, take place in that place of energy which is what quantum mechanics is all about energy and vibration and that's that's why i chose to call it that and, and to align with that type of healing Okay. Okay. Um, so now we're slipping into book two. Why did you decide to go that extra mile and include, I mean, you've got first responders. I especially like the whole bit about the road rage because that is me doing tea. Yes. <laughs> I try to Zen out being a light worker. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne will message me and he'll say, you hear that? He'll, he'll be all about we'll speak I've been in the car with her. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Are you supposed to be zenning out? Shut up! <laughs> yeah, it's, I'll tell you, it's it's one of those universal things. There's been just two or three people that as I talk about road rage, that people usually laugh and go, oh my God, I'm one of them. Um, mm, there's not many people. You're not that bad, that Michelle. <laughs> You don't, you, uh, when you say road rage, you mean like they get right in there, like move up really close to you, try and cut you up. Michelle's not like that. No, she's just, like that. she's I'm just, just a verbally, road rager. verbally abusing <laughs> everybody road on the road. Yeah. And we're yelling horrible things and we're, and we're, and we're getting crazy. And, yes. and uh, one of the things that we address more in um, the second book than we did in the first is parasites. And those are things that that we remove. Um, they, with with the energy work that I do, I run into three things when I'm working with people. The first one's companions. That's something that started out as something positive, uh, but through the years has has held you back. Um, so picture picture your arm hurts one day, and so you tie a belt around it just to to give it some stability, and it feels better with that belt. What if you don't take it off for a week, or a month, or a year, or ten years? that arm's going to be in bad shape from that belt. It helped you one day, but you left it too long. And that's that's how a companion starts. It's something that helped us and now is is actually holding us back. It doesn't it doesn't mean to. It's something positive, but it holds us back. The next thing, and that's about 95% of what I run into. The next thing is a parasite. And these started as something with bad intentions and very possibly through road rage. <laughs> Maybe we just have to clear Michelle's car. Pardon? We just have to clear your car. There we go. It's not your fault. Every day? Every day? No. And my daughter takes after Auntie Michelle. Just saying. 
I, unfortunately, I've set some bad examples myself. I, I have said some horrible <laughs> things and, and called people things that you really shouldn't call people. Um, I've never tried to run anybody off the road, but I've certainly envisioned their car exploding and things like that. And, and, oh, and picking, you got to be careful you know, with your thoughts. I can pick up their hand and move it off the freeway. You know, oh, I, you have I to be like so to careful with your thoughts. You know that. I know. That's that's where the, the parasites come from. And, and there's something bad. Oh. And so the second book will we'll talk about that. And it's not just road rage. It's any negative things that we're doing have a chance to take on a life of their own. Energy comes to life. We've heard recently of the thin man. Um, people are seeing the thin man and blaming it for um, having them kill people and different things like that. The thin man all started as a, as a story, as a as a science fiction story. Are you referring to the Slender Man? Is it Slender Man? I keep calling him yes. Thin Man. Oh, yes. The Thin Man is, is isn't that a Stephen King novel? No, he, it's a uh, thinner. No, no, but the thin, yes, the thinner, yeah. that's it. But it's about, thinner, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah Slenderman. Yeah, Slenderman is, Slenderman is the, the yes. yeah. Slenderman was started yes. in um, in a university um, yeah. board, uh, room. It's <laughs> just a university <laughs> student. Yeah. But it, One of, but, it was a writing contest. And now I've, I've talked to legitimate, high-quality people that say they have seen this thing. And yeah. so somehow it's taken a life of its own. And I, I would classify that as, as a parasite. And possibly even the final thing is, is the otherworldly thing that some people would call aliens and demons. Um, mm -hmm. And that's something that I run into extremely rarely. Um, parasites are about four and three quarters percent of what I see. And then the, the really bad things like Slenderman and different things would be less than mm -hmm. a percent. Um, it's very rare that I that I engage in one of these when I'm doing the healing. It actually, work. feels like manifestation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've scary. we've given them energy uh, for sure. It's it's That's a scary. type of manifestation. And mm -hmm. um, the bad part is, um, negative seems to grow much faster than positive. And I I would love to somehow flip that to where positive grew faster, but negative seems to take on a life of its own much faster than positive things. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? I think because it's easier to get involved with that. It's so much easier to uh, be a part of that group that gets mad than it is yeah, to be a part less of work, the group right? that, that looks for the good in things. Yeah, it's less yeah. work. It's to um, to do easier. good and to be positive is much more difficult. So it's easier to be negative, just like it's easier to be a it's a terrible thing to say, but it's easier to be a criminal than it is to get up and work every day. It, it is. That's um, a line from a, from a famous film too. Oh, enlighten yeah. me. What, what was it? What film? Um, in Bronx Tale. And it's actually based oh. on a true story of um, Chaz Palminteri and Robert De Niro's upbringing in the Bronx. It's mm. actually oh. based on a true story where um, his son becomes enamored by this, this big mob guy and he loves his lifestyle. And he says to his dad, you're the sucker. He goes, he goes, no, he goes, you know who he goes, you know, who's the good guy. The hero is the man that gets up every day. The working man is the hero. And that sure. line has stayed with me since that film came out. It's an excellent film to watch. It, it really, you learn a lot from that. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it and I'd forgotten about that line, but what a great line. Yeah. Yeah, and he also says nothing is worse than wasted talent. 
you have a talent and you don't use it. So frustrating. And that's those two are the themes throughout the film. Really well done. There you go. You're writing it down. I got a wrong about wasted talent. <laughs> yes. Yes. Watch the film. I'm sure you can find it anywhere. Watch the film. You'll love it. Yeah, I, I have actually seen it, but it's been a long time. Probably yes. like the first year it came out. Right. And, and just the music itself, you can continue watching that all the time. Really well done. Very yeah. good. I will have to check that out. So, yeah, so who do you find that you have to help the most with with this sort of negative um, trauma? I mean, road rage, I mean, that's an abundance. But, you mm -hmm. know, you're talking about like survivors of abuse, for example, first responders, medical personnel, military. Where do you find that you're the busiest? So with with those groups, um, shockingly, uh, the well, maybe it's not shocking, but the people identified in this book tend to not want to get help. They um, they're alpha, they're alpha males, they're alpha females. I can do this. I, I can stand alone. I, I don't need the help. And so unfortunately, not a lot of them have gotten the help yet. And the reason this whole thing started was one day I was talking with my sister and she said, I can tell if somebody's in a first responder role as soon as they walk into a room because they have this plume around them. She described it as a plume and she can just see all the things that they're holding on to. Everything from uh, putting a bandaid on a cut finger to pulling, uh, you know, parts of people out of cars or burning things oh, or wow. whatever the horrible things that they have to see in there. And they're holding this thing to them and there's this plume around them. And, and she asked me, is there something you can do to help these people with the plume? And that's how this whole thing started. And, and what we're finding is not just are they holding on to everything, but they're slowly cutting themselves off from people. They, they're losing the connection with their friends, mm. with their family, with the outside world. They're, they're very close with the people that are doing the same things they are, wow. but they're it's losing an understanding. that with the outside yeah. world. Um, it's an understanding. It mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And so um, unfortunately I find that I don't help these people very often, um, but the people that I do help are from all walks of life and all around the world. It's amazing. Um, one of the things I talk about on these shows is that I do a, I'll do a healing session, um, an energy alignment healing um, for anybody that wants me to. And I can do that from a distance. I can do it in other, you know, for people in other countries um, that's become so popular. I just want everybody to know that I'm, I'm over two months behind right now. I can only do so many a day. Um, it just takes a lot of energy out of me. I could only do three a day at first. I've gotten to where I can do 10 to 15, but I've just been absolutely mm -hmm overwhelmed it's an avalanche of people asking for help and it's across the board the kind of work they do um the the things they ask for it's anything from they can't sleep at night to pain and and uh that was another reason for this book the trauma release which is the biggest part of this book um, allows people to start healing um when i was in high school I had a hernia, a bad hernia. It was huge. And I was, I was embarrassed to talk about it. I didn't tell my parents about it uh, for quite a while. I went through a wrestling season with it. And, um, and I saw a movie about testicular cancer and I thought, Oh my God, maybe that's what I have. So I finally said something, 
turned out I had a massive hernia. They, they immediately, I, it was like the next day I was in surgery um, because it was so big. <coughs> Excuse me. And the, um, during, during that operation, I actually died. I left my body and watched part of it, watched the doctor screaming at the anesthesiologist, the anesthesiologist screaming back. A nurse runs out of the room. There's total chaos. And then I got sucked back into my body. And um, I, I, you know, I wasn't awake for the rest of it, but I slept through it. Um, you know, I was under anesthesia and I was out only for seconds, but I was gone and it caused chaos. The next day, the doctor was making the rounds. And this was in the 70s and, and a hernia operation. You were in the in the hospital for a week afterwards and they were making the rounds, checking the incision. And when I asked the doctor about it, he went pale and said, no, that didn't happen. None of that happened. And um, I never saw him again. Every other doctor, every other day, you know, each day I was there, a doctor came to see me. It was not him ever again. It was different surgeons and um, nobody would talk about it. And they all said that nothing like that happened. But I saw it. I, I was a part of it. They don't talk about it. I've had yeah. I had three NDEs on the same in the same bed in recovery and they don't talk about it. There's little sure. notes that in a, your file that you actually have to get another doctor to read, okay. at least in Canada, because that's, you know, I found out later through nurses because I had someone who was a friend who worked on the same floor. That's how I found out what happened. All I okay. knew is I took longer to get up. Nobody tells you anything. They don't want you suing them. Right. And and I think that was <laughs> it. And and again, there's that ego. You know, they're doing a surgery and and you die. Um, so there's an ego thing and then the suits and, and all that. So, yeah, a lot went on. And so I'm in the hospital for a week. There's a lot of pain. It took forever. I can remember walking through school. I was in high school and, and it just hurt forever. It took a long time for my legs to work right. You know, I was, I was an athlete, I was a runner, I was a wrestler, and I, you know, I was used to moving around and um, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And for decades, that scar hurt. It was raised, it was red, it hurt. Oh, and that's I, crazy it, that long. Yeah, it, it would not go away. And then I learned the process that I'm going to teach people, the trauma release process um, about 15 years ago, a, a different version of it. I've since modified it and, and, and brought it on to what we do. But the genesis of it, I learned about 15 years ago. When I worked that process on me, the pain stopped almost immediately. Within a couple days, the swelling started going down. Within a month, the swelling was gone. And within a year, I could hardly see the scar. Now, this is something that I'd had for over 20 years that bothered me. And a hernia scar is right where your belt is. So it's always in contact and always painful. And this thing went away. And so that was that was something that I wanted to share with people. And and um, like everything else, we've we've evolved and it's and it's different than when I first learned it. It's I, I always try. Somebody challenged me one time with any process you do to help people heal. If it takes you seven steps see if there's a way to do it in five. And so I'm always trying to refine things and cut out the, the missteps. I, I like um, Six Sigma and, and lean technologies where you cut out steps and cut out deficiencies. And so that's what I've done with that process to get it to where it's it's much more efficient than it used to be, but with the same results. And and I'm a, I'm a believer because it, it helped me. And it's not just physical trauma, it's emotional trauma. You can go through just about anything that's hurting you 
and remove the emotion from it. It still happened. You know, you're, you're not erasing it from your memory. You still have it, but yeah. you've taken the emotion out. You've sucked that emotion out and now you can yeah. heal. Your you're not attached to it. Body. Exactly. And um, um, so now you can heal. And that's, that's really what this book is about. Finding a way to release that trauma and heal and move on. How does that affect you, Todd? Like, what does it do to your body, your physicality, your mind when you're doing this type of healing? Ah, that's a great question. So when I'm doing the healing, I am in such a wonderful place that I'm getting good air. Um, I really should come out of these hyper energized because, you know, I'm breathing right. It's I'm in a state of meditation. Um, but there there is a, a part of it that that takes my energy. And I think that is I'm so concerned about making sure that I'm helping people. I really I want everybody I work with to be helped. And and what I need to remember is not everybody's going to be 100 um, percent. Just the fact that we're working on somebody, we're going to get one or two percent for sure. You know, something's going to improve. Something's going to change. We know that again through through quantum mechanics, um, the observer effect. As soon as you put energy on something, it changes it. Mm-hmm. And we're putting energy, positive energy on something. So we will change it. We will make it better. Now, is it going to be 1%, 2%, 100%? That's what we don't know. And I think I put a lot of pressure on myself because I want every single thing I do with everybody to be 100%. And, and that might suck my energy. And, and I think that's a really wonderful question, Amelia. Thank you for that. And, oh, and no. I hadn't really thought about it before, but yeah, it, it, uh, it does take it out of me. After I do about 10, I can no longer concentrate most of the time. Sometimes yeah, because I can When does it become too much for you? That's what I mean. Like you're, you're giving so much of yourself to do this kind of work. It has to have an effect on you. Reiki masters have, have to rest and have down periods as well. So yes, that's what then, I was wondering. I'm not a Reiki master, but I know people who do Reiki and they're exhausted with some of their clients. Absolutely. Yeah. And you feel that exhaustion and you just have to get away and, and get away from it. And for me, there's not a, there's nothing I've found that that's a super fast recharge. And, and that's, that's something that I need to find. Um, so that I maybe can you're not help. meant to rush that though. Maybe you're meant to recharge <laughs> in a certain way. I think there's, I mean, remote viewing ex- is exhausting. And I think mm-hmm. that some things there's a reason for it so that you can be better the next time. Yes. And one of one of the great things about shows like this is I I take a lot of notes and it's not uncommon for me to leave a show like yours with one or two or three pages of notes of things that I want to investigate. And this whole thing about recharging is is a big one. Um, And and we talked about something else a minute ago that was a big one. So um, I get great notes and and I really appreciate it. You two are wonderful. I love idea. comparing those kind of notes because with I'm, I'm a medium and a, and a remote viewer and Michelle can tell you, I get exhausted and drained when we have a lot of um, clients, like a uh, client, sorry, people were helping. I don't want to call them clients. They're, they become friends. Um, yeah. And it's, it's hard sometimes because you can't not help them because they're in such dire straits and there's so many of them. You, what do you do? You don't, you can't turn your back on them. So you keep right. working, but the, more energy that is drained from you, the less effective I find that I am personally. So for yeah. me, I have to recharge. Even yeah. if it's 
even if it's like an hour or later on that day, it makes a big difference for me. Without That's question, why I was curious how it does, how it works for you because you work differently, but you're still using energy. Yeah, and it and, and it, it takes a lot of my energy. I am I am worn out out after it, and thankfully the the processes I do go very fast. I work with other energy healers, and um, I think sometimes they're frustrated with me because they they want to do when we get together there'll be three or four of us getting together to work on a case, and they want to go for forty five minutes or an hour. And truly, I'm done in about five to 10 minutes. And uh, I think that becomes a frustration with them um, because it's so fast. But I also think that it's it's 10 to, you know, five to 10 minutes physical body time where, where it might feel like I'm doing an hour in the quantum time. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's, it's different. I just, but what I do is very different than what a lot of people do. And and yeah. sometimes it's difficult for us to work together. We still want the same common end, but I think sometimes we, we struggle to um, figure out the way how we can work together. One it's of the beautiful for everyone. Things, um, yeah, I was just going to say that, but Michelle knows because yeah. we work together. Yeah, mm-hmm. and one of the guys everyone. is the Reiki master, and sometimes <laughs> all he does is just send me energy while I'm doing doing these things. Imagine um, how that depletes him. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? And I hadn't thought of that, but yes, it probably wears him out. Um, He's given 35 to an hour, you know, 30 to an hour of, of energy while I'm doing these other things. And, and I didn't even think of what it does to him. Um, So no wonder you're recharged. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Recharge is something that I definitely need to look at. And, you know, maybe that's, that's for something down the road. The next book I would like to do is, is uh, I don't know if it'll be two books or, or um, one, but I really want to do something for kids and also people that are getting to the end of their life. How do they, mm. how do they deal yeah. with it? How do they help their family deal with it? Um, you know, that's, that's one of the things that I run into as I'm doing these healings um, is I have the opportunity to work with people that are, that are getting organ transplants. And many My times- My daughter just had one. Oh, and everything yeah, came she out. She just had a I kidney help? transplant really well. Thank you. That's why I was good. off for so long. Yeah. Kidney kidney transplants are, are becoming so good. Um, yes. So that's good. She should have, you know, a good, a really good prognosis. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, her dad and my husband gave her the kidney. So it were, we were both a match, which was really good. But she's, they call it the Mercedes of all kidneys. They can't believe how she actually has 112% function. She went in with five. Yeah. That's a miracle. That's yeah. It is. It's a yeah. miracle. Thank and you. Yeah. Yeah. And when I'm when I'm working with these people that have that have received the organs, it's not uncommon for the donor to come into the to the quantum room and join us. And then I do the yeah. same thing for the donor and without exception every single time as soon as they get you can see them standing taller, getting energy, being stronger they'll get to a certain point and energy goes out of them to their family. Once, mm-hmm. once they feel better from what they just went through, they, they immediately want to help the family. And I, I would imagine that the, the sick people, sick kids really are concerned about their family as much as they're concerned about themselves. I think they're even more maybe concerned about their family and want them healed. And so that's yeah. that's what the next thing will be about. And it'll probably be combined into one book. And it was originally going to be two, but I think it, it will just be one. Um, mm-hmm. that, that I, think, I think it's great. 
because I know just working with people who are grieving and the things that they manifest and draw to them during this process, um, and, you know, it, it's, it's really difficult. It's probably one of the worst times that people actually go through in their lives. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, people grieve for a really long time. Not that there's any time limit on it. I always say there's no time limit on grief, but some people just never seem to come out of it. Depends on the relationship with the person too. And what stage of life, because I've lost people at three different stages, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, I've grieved them all differently and your role in their life too. So, but um, yeah, definitely I, with you, it, you can, major surgery causes depression and causes you grieve and you don't even realize that you're grieving. Everybody mm-hmm. who's in the, you know, the, the heart of it goes mm-hmm. through it. And it, that would be incredible work mm-hmm. if you can help them heal after the fact, because even heart surgery, people go through, it's known to have, you get depression. It happens through anesthetic. It ha- all kinds of things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it really, changes the way your body functions and there's there's it takes time to go back mentally and physically right and the the way you interact with your family and your loved ones really changes too um the dynamics between parents and children the dynamics between um spouses those things really can take a beating during a during a a big operation a big illness and uh yeah i would really like to address and help with that and and uh, see what we can do to alleviate some of that what do you do when you come across someone who doesn't really know where the trauma is coming from? Let's say past life. Let's say uh, as one example, past life. Let's use another example. If we want to go really out there, abductions, you know, alien abductions, things are going on. You know, they just have no idea it's happening to them. How do you know where to where to start, how to focus your energy. So when I'm, when I'm working with somebody um, without their input, um, Mm -hmm. what, what takes place is um, you can see behind me the wrong way. uh, There's a picture of a dog and I have a, I have a team, a spiritual team that helps me. And and the leader of that is a beagle um, that I had quite a few years ago and and she could find anything that dog could sniff out anything. She had the best nose I've ever been around and she (laughs) will track it down. And, and we don't always know what it is and we don't always know why it looks like it does or why it, why it is, you know, where she'll, she'll remove a, a, what looks like a rag from around somebody's heart. Um, Then we find out that the person has heart trouble and, Mm -hmm. and now they start to heal. And that's why I like to go into it fairly blind because if I know too much, I'm, my brain is trying to steer us towards what I think is the right thing. The logic mind. Yeah. Yes. And so what I, what I want is for spirit and energy to kick in. And that's where the dogs help me find what's going on with the people. And sometimes, you know, it, it might be something on their back, but it really correlates to, to their leg. Um, just like a nerve, you know, you'll have a pain in your back from a nerve and you've actually pinched something in your hip. Um, mm. Things like that happen. But as soon as I describe it to them, Within a day or two, they'll go, oh, that makes sense. That's where this thing happened, you know, and and they can put two and two together. Um, so many times I don't know what the problem is and neither do they or where it started. 
um, and we don't always need to. We we know that there's a manifestation there, and we address that, and it and it it shows itself in different ways. It might look like a stick or a rock or a bird or a, you know, who knows what it looks like as we're working with it, and and we remove it, we heal it, and let it return to its natural energy state where it, you know, these are things that want to help for the most part. So we return it to that place in the universe where it can help again. Um, so yeah, we don't always know. There is timeline regression therapy we can do. And many times that will find if it was a past life or a, or, you know, what's, what's really fun and amazing is many times the past life on a different planet. Um, oh, that people know me. oh, that's so cool. But yeah, <laughs> I don't have any, all the past life work I've done, not a single thing has been on this planet and nothing that I've been, can I recognize I've, I've been mm. a water creature. I was a, a thing my my favorite one was i was a, this thing that had um this is my watch and my arms legs body everything looked kind of like that it, it all Ooh. kind of moved that same it's like way terminator in segments <laughs> yeah yeah and um, and i can i just rem and it's always all i ever get to see is the end i get to see like the last minute or two of that life i, I haven't you know lived the life i just see the end and I can I can remember my hand going down, watching my hand thinking, well, that looks odd. And um, you know the three three digits and um, all of it segmented, sort of like that. Didn't look metal, but it, it was all segmented and worked, moved weird. Um, another time, I kind of looked like a turtle with great big boat out legs, and 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 a spear thing went into my neck and, and killed me. And so. Um, you know, just odd it's, things. I've never had a normal one. Um, you're you're, you're sounding a lot like Avatar, Todd. I like, yeah. I mean, you were Doctor <laughs> Octopus, but you're sounding a lot like Avatar. I mean, I watched it a long yeah. time ago. Don't hate me. I'm not a sci-fi person. Um, but yeah, I just remember everything being so weird and different, right? Yes, Maybe. and that's that's what my stuff has been. It's just weird and different. Crazy. And uh, people that know me believe it. Um, because, you know, if, if something's going to be weird and different, it's probably associated well, with me. Um, are we to say that you didn't experience it? We don't know. I'm, I'm positive that I did. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, when I do other people's, I've, I've never done a regression for other people that they weren't human um, in their mm. lives. And I, I, I would also like to throw out, um, I'm not a, entirely sure it's pat. It's easy to say past lives. I'm just used to it. I kind of feel like it's more of a concurrent life. Um, when I'm working in that, that place of energy and spirit, time doesn't exist the same way. And so when I, when I'm writing my experiences down, um, I'm using present tense, present tense, past tense, um, future tense in the same sentence about the same thing. And it makes no sense to people that understand English but the words are correct for what was happening. And so I, I think time, when we get outside of our body, instead of, um, we, we look at time as lineal, like if you took a spaghetti yeah. noodle and you pulled it straight, that's what we think time is. I think time is more like if you take that same noodle and just kind of wad it up in your palm and different parts of it are touching at different times. I think mm -hmm. many of these things are more concurrent than, than past or future lives. Um, I mm -hmm. think they're all happening now and we don't understand exactly how that all works. What about like even, you know, ancestral imprinting, DNA imprinting, you know, mm -hmm. memories of our, of our ancestors, let's face it. I mean, 
we all share that DNA. Mm-hmm. So if, 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 if you have something traumatic happening to one of them, could that affect yeah. someone that you're asked to help? And how do you, how do you remove that? So what, what I think is happening is <laughs> that, that trauma is, is coming up the line, the DNA, yeah. and, it's, and it's affecting everybody. And when we do these healings and we get the person that I'm working with right now, we, we remove that item, we, we help it heal, we help that person heal. What happens, and, and it's the seven generations, I'll talk about that for a se- in a second. But what happens is the healing that you do now goes backwards. I think I'm moving the wrong hand, but um, it goes back in time, healing ancestors, and then it shoots forward in time. And that's where you get that slipstream effect. Just like when the semi passes you on the freeway, it pushes you off to the side and yes. sucks you back over and you get behind it. And now you're going faster than you were, but your RPMs are lower. You're mm-hmm. going faster, using less energy. Something like that happens. So you heal and it goes to the back, you know, to your to your past, and then shoots forward into your future. And I know like I've a just race been car. like a race car. And yeah. I, I've just been talking about that they might be concurrent. So I really don't understand how time works works, but but we seem to be doing that. At the end of each healing session, I invite their seven generations to come in and and connect with them. And this is seven generations of their past, seven generations of their future. It's not just DNA generations it's spirit groups it's friends it's you know all kinds of important people to them sometimes it's people they don't even know but but have an effect on their lives and all those all those entities come in when we do the the seven generations to to help um help the person with connection with love with protection and um enjoy that healing that just happened that affected all of them look at you todd you're like the shaman of the indy 500 (laughs) <laughs> thank, thank you, Mike. Formula One, Formula One shaman. I like I so like cool. visual stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Formula One. We'll put you in a nice red Ferrari. There we go. I don't think I'd fit. Um, <laughs> Will they custom build them for you? They'll, they'll have because I'm pretty. No, no, that's sure that's how Ferraris made. They custom build the seat to you. You actually have oh. to put in an application. Well, I have three brothers. Everything about cars is up here. You actually have to apply to purchase one. Oh wow! I had no idea. A brand new, you have to apply. They they can decline okay. you. Yeah, crazy, <laughs> right? They can decline you from spending half a million dollars. Yeah, but for half a million dollars, that seat better be molded to my butt. I yeah, I want to be in a position where I can decline people that have a half a million dollars they hand to me. I think that uh, would. Be I have lovely. a friend who collects them, so yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah. Um, how do you deal with people who have? Um, I guess people who go through certain traumatic experiences, I can, and I can understand this, let's say, you know, victims of abuse, perhaps as children, you block some of that out. I don't quite understand. Maybe you can explain how would you would lose connections with people um, in your life through, through trauma? How do you, how do you figure that out? And how do you resolve that? So when, when I'm doing the trauma release with people, what, what I ask them to do, and this is a very um, nutshell version of what happens, but I, I ask people to think about, um, to create a movie of what that abuse is. Now, there's probably been hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times with a lot of them of the same thing, but they, they will come up with a, 
a video clip, for lack of a better word, that's maybe three to five seconds long. I want them to see it, and it's going to hurt when they first see it. And I'll have them, I'll have them watch that video until it's locked in, and they might name it. They, you know, there's there's many different things that we work on just so that they really can see that that energy and how it manifests mm -hmm. as that video. And then we start doing things to take the energy out of it. We build up protections. We put them behind a, a super thick plastic. Uh, impenetrable wall. We we have them um, adjust sound and, and brightness and do different things. So eventually, um, the trauma, uh, the the pain of it is is released. The uh, emotional part of it, and they also become in control of it. Um, they're no longer the victim. They're in control of this of this clip, this thing that they call that abuse. And once they have control of it, now they can manipulate it to where, and I, and I use manipulation as a good thing because that just means change. Um, they're changing things in a good way to, to affect their, their future. And so they're, they're whatever, however it works. Like with me, when I work on trauma, many times I'll take that movie, I shrink it down and make it really dark so I can't really see it. And then I throw it like a Frisbee into the sun. Um, and incinerate it so that that whole thing's gone. Whatever whatever emotional charge is left goes into the sun to 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 be gone. Um, I'm really really fond of using the sun for things that that I want to get rid of. Um, but however people do it, mm -hmm, however people want to do it is fine. Um, but the main thing is they need to know that they have protection and they need to know that they have control and that it that it will be gone and it can't hurt them anymore. Do, do you take any of that pain on? I don't. And um, that's, that's really the wonderful thing about this with, with many energy healers, when they're doing that kind of work, that there's, there's some that I think called, uh, called pain eaters and they, they actually ingest that pain from people. Those are strong empaths. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I am not, I am not set up to do that. Um, <clears throat> and I, I uh, can't say I envy those people, but I do respect them uh, because that's that is a lot of pain that they're taking on and a lot of negative energy and, and that they have to deal with. And and uh, it's really a, a wonderful thing that they're doing a wonderful service. Some people I, even ended up being becoming ill, you know, healers who work physically um, with people. I knew an indigenous man who, you know, it, it sort of got passed down to him from his elders and he was an RCMP officer, and he stopped all of that when it came time for him to take over this this responsibility, I guess. And he was so gifted, but he was always taking on just beyond the traumas. Like he would heal people of cancer and, and things like that. And he would be sick, physically sick for days, throwing up just black, just goop, you know, um, I can't even imagine, you know, the, the physical aspect of, of all of that work. And again, that's that kind of leads to that plume we were talking about earlier, where they're taking on everything they've seen and been involved in, and and they're 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 so strong they can't handle it, <clears throat> but it eventually gets them, and um, and it and it has consequences with family, with with friends, with um, their own health. Um, and, and that's that's where this whole book came about is is that that seed my my sister planted talking to me about the plume that she sees on first responders and, and truly it, it can be 
first responders, medical people, um, uh, people in retail and in restaurants that just take abuse after abuse after abuse. You know, all those people hold these things and they and it gets it weighs them down and it hurts them. And, and that's what this book is for, is to to help those people that have had the abuse. So you could help those people as well going through the physical Absolutely. aspect of everything. So that's so incredible. What happens then, you know, if you've got like this, this individual that I knew who was constantly physically sick and you go in and you help someone like that, does that come on to you? It, it doesn't for me. And, um, and it, I, I wonder if it has something to do with intent because I've never had an intention of of taking that on. Um, where I believe that these these strong empaths that are the pain eaters set that intention that they're gonna they're gonna take that on from the people. And and what I do is I release it. Um, I release it back to the universe uh, in a way that can be used as a positive. Now many of these things want to be positive, and once they're released from that. Um, that problem that they're causing right now, they go, that energy goes back to doing positive, good things. Um, and then the rest of it, I encourage to become some kind of a fertilizer, um, you know, much, much like cow poop would be used um, for fertilizer. That's where we send the other things that, that don't return to a natural positive state. We send that to be fertilizer. And so, no, I don't, I don't take any of that on myself. Um, I don't, I don't have the gas. <laughs> I would no, like the real. No, I guess, I guess I not. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's a lot of responsibility. That's a yeah. lot of responsibility. Um, <clears throat> when you're dealing with um, people in the military, for example, you have a lot of veterans who, I mean, they just, they hang on to this stuff. They can never unsee some of, of the things that they've seen. If you've had to take a life, you can't take that away. How do you deal with somebody in that situation? Yeah, so again, we're, we're not uh, making it go away. We're not making them forget, yeah. but we're putting them in a place where they can discharge that right. emotional part of it. So they still they still know what it was. They still were a part of it, but mm -hmm. it no longer has that emotional impact that hurts them. Um, we discharge that and we put them in control so that they they still have the memories, but they no longer they no longer um, have that pain. And, and how uh, many times is it? Can you do this in one shot or is it continuous work? Um, most times we can do it in one one shot. Now, there's what happens is. We, we take care of that first thing. Well, now something else is strong enough that we can see it. You don't always know what's next. Um, you see that with sick people. They they um, they fix the the blood clot, but now because the heart's pumping better, it it does it damages something else. And you know and and so you do see things like that where where you fix the one thing, and now something else moves to the front, and you have to deal with that. And so you might have to deal with five, ten, twenty things. Um, it's really hard to say. Sometimes they will all lump together and be done in one or two tries, but sometimes um, you're just, each one comes up and you deal with it. Another thing you run into is you you do this, and sometimes people will say, you know what, that was a big part of me. That was part of my identity. I want it back. Mm. Oh, so it comes 
You see that with the pain. It, it becomes such a big part of their personality. They're attached to it. That they it's an attachment. It yes. Yeah. So that's yeah. that. That one's a tougher one. How do you how do you help them know that that doesn't need to be a part of who they are and and part of their personality anymore and let them move yeah. on? That, that's a tougher one. Wow, that's I never really thought tough. about that. Yeah, that's really tough. It's like you become so conditioned. It's, it's like people who have, you know, I'll slip into the paranormal for a moment. People who have some kind of of, of an attachment of sort, mm -hmm. you know, malevolent entity that's just consuming you. Sometimes it's almost like, you know, what do they call it? The Stockholm syndrome, where you just are so used to being a certain way yeah. that when you remove it, you have this huge sense of loss and you don't even know how to exist or carry on without that. Is yeah. it, is it similar to some, to that sort of situation? Yes. It's very much like that. And, and I ran into that so many times in, in the paranormal work. You would go in and help the person. They would get rid of whatever was, was attached to them, stalking them, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they, they felt bad. They, they, they were no longer special because that was gone. They, were, they no longer had that adrenaline. They no longer had that thing to talk about. And they invite it back. And, uh, and then, then you have to start all over again. And so you do run into that. One of the things that we know is that nature abhors a vacuum. So the, the big process in Slipstream Shaman 1 is once, once we remove something from somebody, we fill that area with love for healing. And the same thing with the, with the thing that we remove, the companion or the parasite or whatever, is when we remove it, we, we hit it with cleansing energy, and then we just fill that thing up with love. Now, sometimes those parasites will revert back to something positive, will change to something positive, and then they'll go help the universe. Sometimes there's just nothing positive to those things, and all that love just makes them dissolve, and they're gone, and they're, and wow. they're no longer anything there. Right. Wayne um, has a really amazing comment. Um, Wayne says, it's been my experience that big problems are more often than not a multitude of smaller issues all intertwined with one another. Tackling the issues as a singular problem rarely yields results. And, and that's what I was talking about a minute ago. We go in and, and we look for yeah. what we think it is. We get rid of that. If the problem's still there, something new arises and we work with that. And then something new arises and we work with that. So um, sometimes we are done in one or two sessions and sometimes it's 5 10 15 20 um as more and more things come up and, and yeah wayne's exactly right um mm -hmm. that there's so many things going on that that if you try to do you know what many times you think it's only one and you work on that and you get results but then it comes back and that's when you start finding the the new things the nuances um and start cleaning them up hmm. Hmm. wow yeah. It's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then is this something that you can, because your first book basically is, is like a handbook to teach people how to do this. Is this your, like your hopes that you can, you know, work with healers and other shaman to try to sort of make this a household word sort of thing? Absolutely. Um, do you yeah, courses or anything of that nature? That's coming um, oh. and coming sometime this year. There'll be some courses. 
And um, on the on YouTube, if you go to Slipstream Shaman channel, uh, right now we have a video to find your energy and also to, to start putting together your quantum room. And there'll be more. There'll be examples of how we do the trauma release, uh, different things like that, so that people can start learning there. And then we'll do some classes. It'll probably start as online, Zoom-type things. And then I would hope that it evolves into something where we get people together because you, you just can't beat that group interaction. What I would love to do is, as, as this second book gets out, if we can get to work with some police forces, um, a city force, a sheriff force, a, a fire department, um, and, and work with multiple people in person, helping them learn these skills so they can take it back to their squad bays and to their, mm. to their different firehouses. You're going to need a very open-minded police force. And, <laughs> and, and, I work in that field. That's not easy. Not a super open-minded. Yeah. And um, again, very strong, very um, determined people. And um, yeah. they, they think I can fix it myself, but as they, I'm hoping that as they see results that they're able to let that barrier down and, and do some work and help each other. I would and love, I would love good. it if, sorry, if you and your, your group could work with, um, that's, that would be like, for me, the ultimate PTSD is so sad and it ruins lives. And I just would love to see that enforced there somehow because they're, they're so, dismissed when they come back yes it's really sad and they really don't have any help even in canada they're so dismissed and and just ignored and it's just sad yeah, people think oh you know canadians mean. don't really have an army but we do we have a marine it's it's a different level of army but it is a marine force and um they are boots on the ground and they are Go watching children first, die right? Yeah, they're, they're, we do have SEALs. They're not called Navy SEALs because it's a different country, but sure. we do have that kind of elite force and they're not getting the help they need when they come back. And I would love to see that implemented in part of their programs when they return. Yes. I and bet you they would be willing to try anything. I, I would point. love that. And that's what we're working on. And and uh, I, I truly hope that this is something, again, my, my purpose here is to help. Um, and that's that's what I want to do. And and I, I served in the military also and I and I get it. Oh, thank I, you I, for your service. Oh, thank you. Thankfully I was when nothing was going on. So, you know, it was it was a, a safe time. Um it's so fearful though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and me going in, you know, a kind of a hot headed, crazy eighteen year old, um, nothing's gonna hurt me, you know, kind it's of normal. attitude. Yeah. yeah. And then as a parent, I'm thinking what if my kids want to do this? Right. So you can oh. understand what your parents went through when you were. Yeah. It's, you don't want to see your child in the in the military. I understand. Right. That. Yeah. yeah. So thankfully, mine didn't. Um, and you know, like you said, everybody that's in there, thank you. Uh, we we definitely need it, and and we also need to do a better job taking care of them. Um, Absolutely. We, uh, we just don't take care of the armed forces the way they should be. And uh, I think it's a travesty. We, we really need to take better care of them and their families. Well, they're our heroes. And look how we treat them. They are. They absolutely are. And so are first responders. All mm -hmm. I'm seeing is when you go into the military, nobody sees what they see. No. Right. Whether they're active, they're shooting, whatever. They What they see is not 
and I don't want to belittle what police officers see or what paramedics see because I have a lot of friends. I know the stories. I know what's going on. I know I couldn't do something like that because it, it would break me. But it's different in the military. Mm-hmm. They're not criminals. They're civilians. Mm. It's just different. Yes. I uh, I can remember in basic training, we did a night fire exercise just to so you could see what a platoon of Marines could do. It's terrifying. And yep. that's one platoon. It is absolutely terrifying what they can bring to 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 action against something. And um, yeah. and, you know, you're probably got people on the other side doing it right back at you. But it's yeah, it's terrifying. I, and thankfully, I was never in an actual live fire like that other than in a, in maneuvers. But um, yeah, I, it's it's just amazing. And, and what they go through and what they come back from is is uh devastating and and uh and they they need they to let themselves get helped yes and they really many turn to addiction alcoholism um anything mm-hmm. to numb it oh. you know, yes just to, to make it go away even if it's just momentarily also, just to make sure. the noise stop also yes anything yeah you're right you're absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. right i imagine i feel them. i can imagine for sure. I can really feel your, your empathy there. You are, you are getting hurt right now thinking about yeah, it. Sorry. I know someone who's no. from severe PTSD. Yeah. It's hurtful. It's, it's ruined her friendship. Yeah. It's hurtful and it's hard. I, yeah. I can see it and hear it in your voice and, and uh, your heart. Is, no, you're, no, it's fine. Share the, when you share an emotion like that, it, it may be the difference in somebody asking for help. It it might be that final straw that, that breaks the camel's back and then they say, you know what, it's time for me to get help. So no, it's beautiful. It's anytime you tell your truth, like you just did do it because that's when change happens. And that was beautiful. Yeah. That was Thank wonderful. You. I don't, I don't think there is anyone on this planet, unfortunately, that doesn't know someone who has been, who suffered trauma. I don't think any of us can say, no, I don't know. Anyone. Right. That's the world we I live agree. in now. But the thing is, too, is some of them, is like, do they even recognize it? I have a friend right now who's, who's um, you know, family member is, is, is a veteran. And, you know, he's, he's a young guy, you know, probably late 30s, early 40s. And so he, he just doesn't get it. But, I mean, he's, he's always been, I always say, broken because he just, they don't want to go to the work. They don't want to do the counseling. I won't say all of them in this specific mm-hmm. situation, but turn to alcoholism, turn to drugs. It just seems to be easier, but yet it's just, they, they just claim to live this really happy life. No, man, I'm just sorry, having a good time. I'm, you know, like, like they just don't see it. So right. I but imagine it's very difficult, you know, that you bury it so deep that you come back and, you just, yeah, you know, life is good. Life is good. I just, I just, you, you know, go to the bedroom's club and I just have, have some brews and I just hang with my friends. And for yeah. meanwhile, the life, you know, uh, in their family life is just falling apart because there's, there's that degree of intimacy where your partner says, Hey, you know, this is a thing. No, it's not a thing. It's like yeah, what you were talking about earlier. That that no, I'm 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 a good old boy. <laughs> yeah, right. And they're looking for any way to stop that noise. 
um, stop the thoughts. And when they, uh, and it could be food, alcohol, drugs, sex, anything that helps you be fully present for just seconds, even you're, you're, you're going after. And, um, and that's where those things get a hold of us and really, really cause the trouble. Right. Right. It's heartbreaking, but I'm so glad there's someone like you who can help them and take that without hurting yourself. Yes. That's important too. Yes. It would be nice to see, um, I mean, do you think moving forward that you could design a program for let's say administrators that work with, with um, you know, people of all walks of life in, in each genre that could sort of step in and do this? Cause you're like one guy. You know? I, I, yeah. And that's the hope is that, that as, as I train people on what I do, that, that not only they do that, but, but that they grow it and we share it and we all get better. And so, yeah, I'm hoping that there's going to be, you know, hundreds or thousands of people out doing this kind of thing to help people, the people that I can't be the only one whose purpose is to help. And so as I find those people that, that are looking for the same thing and, and we train and we teach each other um, because I, I, I know for sure that I don't have the end all thing going on here. We're going to develop this thing and it's going to get better and better and better. Um, every day I feel like I make some kind of a breakthrough. And when we have hundreds and thousands of people doing this, uh, the sky's the limit on how we can help and what we can do. And that's, that's truly, you know, uh, administrators, other trainers, however, however we set it up, where as long as they're helping people, I think we'll, we'll get things much better. You start a whole movement. Uh, you have to keep doing radio shows too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, get the word yeah, out I there. And, and if you're listening, please it. share this link so Todd can help. Maybe someone, even someone you know. Yes, absolutely. I'm with Michelle and, on that uh, program I, thing. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. And um, we, you know, the book's not quite ready yet. But if anybody, couple things they can do, just keep an eye on it. If they follow me on Instagram, they'll know the second that it publishes. That's the fastest way. But if anybody wants to send me an email and say, Todd, I want the book when it comes out, uh, what I'll do for them is uh, for the same price that it'll be on Amazon, I will send them a signed copy. Um, if they're As long as they're in the, nice. you know, the, the continental U.S., I, I can send them a signed copy for that, that same price. Um, okay. So one second. Ahead. I'm going to just post, um, hold on, I'm going to, I'm going to put up on the banner here. Let's take this one off. Let's put the, this is your Instagram, right? Okay. Uh, yes, yeah. Shaman and Instagram. Or, yeah. or probably the email is the best place, slipstreamshaman okay. at Gmail. Um, I can keep better track of that than I've been able to at Instagram. Um, Instagram is great for me to tell people what's happening, but I, I struggle to have good back and forth communication on it. Okay. So I'm going to put this one up just for now and I'm going to, just going to get you email and do the same in a moment. Perfect. You got Twitter as well. I do have Twitter, but I, I rarely get on it. And so okay. that one is a good thing. Twitter. Twitter. Right. Yeah. Twitter is nasty. Sorry, Twitter. <laughs> it's a home of the trolls. I'm sorry. Not and not those of you watching us right now, but there's yeah. a lot of trolls on okay. that network. So let's switch over. Everybody on Instagram that that I have communication yeah. with has been so positive. Yeah. And so Instagram's wonderful. very positive yes. uh, platform. 
Yeah, simple and I too. I don't run into that that Twitter troll thing, um, and that that may be why that that's been so much better for me to use is because it has been a lot more positive. Um, Instagram's so yeah. more of a scan through, like or don't like, and keep going. Exactly. It's a quicker for yeah. me. I love it because people say I'm abrupt with my texts, but I'm. Yeah. It's a text, people. It's a text. Yeah. Um, I don't send emails. We're, we have to do a station and sponsor. Right? Yes, Can definitely. Tonight, I do have my Folgers cup here. Um, my my husband made me. Yeah, my husband made me my coffee, and he brought it up. To yeah, this cup, baby. But that's because this cup is up here. It's not that I don't have it. <laughs> but anyways, it's just because he brought it to me at the last second. Tamara's um, in on it too. <laughs> thank you, Tamara. Um, you are listening to The Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano coming to you live from the beautiful city of New Orleans on 107.7 and 105.3 FM. Tonight, our guest, we welcome back Todd Wilcox, and we are discussing his book, Slipstream, Shaman 2, Trauma Release for Survivors of Abuse, First Responders, Medical Personnel, Military, and more. There are a lot of great moments in this show. If you missed it, please wait for the archive and start at the beginning. You can stream or listen to our archives on any platform that you normally use. We'd like to say a huge thank you to the amazing people at Folgers Coffee for fully sponsoring our show from day one. Michelle and I love you so much and we wouldn't be here without you. Thank you for your continued support. <laughs> and a huge shout out and thank you for our intro and outro to Dr. Outro rather to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon. Say that five times fast. Justin Snicker, award-winning composer and musician. You can find his music on Amazon and Bandcamp, and you can find him on Facebook and Instagram. Speaking of which, if you are on Facebook or YouTube, please give us a like, hit the subscribe button. If notifications drive you crazy, just turn them off. But you, you're going to need them because honestly, you want to know, right? Who wants to miss the show? Exactly. Nobody does. I always see the messages after I miss the show. I'm like, don't worry. I'm posting the archive. <laughs> I know. There we go, people. There Join us go. in chat. We're on eight different chat rooms, right, Michelle? We're on seven now seven. because okay. we are on Roku and Roku That's does not right. have a chat room, but it's Roku. <laughs> so, you know, so seven, yeah, we're down to seven, but um, you know what? There's a lot of, a lot of ways to get a hold of us all. So um, yeah. I suggest do it. In fact, if you want to email the show, there we go. We have a lot of people who want information on guests that have been on, there are people who have information on guests they want to see on <laughs> and uh, like us, love us or not. <laughs> we, 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 we respect. Yeah, we respect. Yeah, I know. Stay right there. They love us. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, we I really put that opinion. in everybody. We want to hear from you. So there's the email. So back to business. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when I was oh. in college, a professor and I used to split buying coffee. He let me go into his office and make coffee, and we, so we just split it on who would buy yeah. it. And it was always Folgers, and we used to joke that we were going to go get an IV bag and mainline it so we could get it straight into our blood <laughs> system and really get a bigger impact. Now, I don't suggest I'm, anybody try that. It was just a joke. but uh, 
No, although I think they can IV line that kind of energy, though, because you can get those nurses to come to you. Just saying, not that I've used it, but (laughs) (laughs) they do come to your house. That's all I'm saying. Um, That is funny. You know, they're working on a puffer, right? Kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I would be stuck in that thing. Terrible information. (laughs) That's terrible. That's terrible. It's a joke, folks. (laughs) That's a pretty literal, just saying. Uh, I drink too much coffee, but you can never drink too much when it's Folgers, right? I agree, all day long. (laughs) That's right. So what's next for the Slipstream Shaman? You know, what what I'm working towards this year is all about um, helping more people and transitioning away from having a day job that, that takes 50 to 60 hours a week to doing this more full time. And that's where, that's where the YouTube helps. That's where uh, Instagram helps as, as we build this up and I'm on more shows like this and, and uh, future TV things uh, that's going to help me transition away. And and as soon as I can do this full time, I I will be helping even more people. And the same goes with the training. Uh, That's really a big step for this year is setting up some trainings, uh, doing some zoom trainings and some in-person trainings and hopefully getting with some, some police and fire uh, departments and, and working that way and some military um, units and, and helping them. And uh, it's just really the sky's the limit on where we go. And, and it might be into some webinars, that sort of thing. Yep. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of different things we're working on and that's, that's all for this year. And and I, I've really just got, I want to get this second book out because I think it's going to do, even more good than the first one. The first one's been very well received and, and uh, I'm, I'm so proud of it. And, and I love the comments people give me about it. Uh, and I, but I think the second one is gonna really make, make gigantic differences in some people's lives. And so I'm really excited to get that one done and, and get it and out. They, they can just email me, I'll put your email back up here. So. Yeah, they can email me right now and then it'll be, eventually it'll be where you can order it at, at uh, Amazon and get it sent directly to you. But, you know, for the people, for, for your listeners, um, if they send me an email, I will, I will send them a book for the same price autographed um, that Amazon would do it. So um, we'll, Ooh, we'll take there you go. Nothing like an autographed copy people right here. There's in the something cool about it. <laughs> what, what if um, someone yeah. in another country wants an autographed one and they're willing to pay the shipping? I will do that. And I, and I will tell you that I, I just spent the last two weeks trying to figure out how to get one to India. And um, some countries are extraordinarily expensive. Yes. It, it was yeah. going to be in the $250 range to get it to India. Oh, um, by mail? I guess. I, you know, I was going through many different like DHL and different places. And you, oh, you courier can't just is always going to be three times the price. Yeah. Because so we send stuff off to crazy. the UK all the time, Michelle and I. So we know what the, yeah. what the rates are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did have an author send a book to my father in law that was signed. My father in law loves getting signed books. And yeah. um, I had a, a man send a, a book to him from Australia. And I think it cost me $40 just for the. That's not the bad. Mailing. No, if I can find something like that, I'd be tickled. So, you should try uh, with the post office if you can work out some kind of rate because you have traffic. Yeah, and yeah. and that's right. that's certainly something we'll look at. They're they're able to get most of these things through Kindle at virtually any country. Mm, um, I like but a book. The, the actual hard copies are a little tougher. Yeah. 
That's right. me. I love hard copy yeah. books. I'm one of those people who I loves an autographed it. book. Yeah, so I, I have to smell it. Yeah, I have to yeah, smell and it. The autograph makes a big deal, and and uh, those those are my favorite books. The autographed ones have a special place in my library, and yeah. um, you know they it, you look at it like why are those books together? Well, they're autographed. They're and, special uh, books. <laughs> and, uh, my first one that I that I ever had, and I only had two for a long time. Um, the first one was Jane Goodall. Um, I was able to meet her at a psychology yes. symposium when I was in college, and she signed yes. a book for me. Um, I was shocked at how tiny she was. Um, there is nothing to her. Um, those those chimps could have just given her a doink with their finger and knocked her across the room. <laughs> She's very um, petite. She was yeah. right there with them. Yeah, she was so little. And then yeah. uh, the next one I got was like 25, 30 years later, and it was a comedian that recently passed away named the amazing Jonathan. He's the oh. guy that used to pretend like he was shoving pens in his eye and, and different And so I had those two. And then my third one was people that I knew and I said, you're in a place of honor. You're right between Jane Goodall and the amazing Jonathan. Right? Wow. <laughs> and I still keep it that way. All my all my signed stuff are you know between Jane Goodall and amazing Jonathan. And I've That's got I'm really fortunate because I have three three friends who have autographed their like signed their books and I just adore them. They're right on my bookcase where everybody can see. Yeah. They're the ones in the center. Wayne's because yeah. he's got four. They're right there. They have their his he has his own shelf. <laughs> if they're signed, they get prominent spots. But yeah, yes, there's a absolutely. smell. I love going into an old, especially an old bookstore. There's that mm. smell as soon as you walk in. It's like, Seriously. oh, I'm home. They put campfire in a candle. Why don't they put old library? What are we missing? Yeah, old library and a leather chair smell put together. Come on. <laughs> Somebody get on that. At the librarian <laughs> in the hilarious house of Frankenstein. <laughs> right? But they should put that in a candle. For That's sure. That's true. People love the smell of books. That's why you hold them and you feel yes. them. And you, I don't know. I just love them. I do too. I like to pretend that I'm on Star Trek when I'm holding a Kindle because it does look like something Picard would hold. But uh, <laughs> truly, I would much rather have a book. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, let's, we're going to segue because I would love to, to, know more about the paranormal work you do on a quantum level and more and we okay. would we would love for you to come back on the show in the future to talk about the paranormal aspect of all this or crypto or you know ufos the whole the whole gambit mm -hmm. but as a segue into that i'd like to maybe just finish off with your work and how your work quantumly speaking fits into all of that okay one of the things um, that that I find is um, there's when when you say shadow people, it can mean a lot of different things. It can be uh, people seeing moving shadows in a building. It could be a creature that looks like a shadow that's running around. When I'm talking about shadow people, I, I see a specific type over and over and over. And that's the one that's about six feet tall, uh, kind of heavily built. Looks like it's wearing a hat or a helmet. You know it has a face, but you can't see it. Uh, it has like a long cape, and it's dark. It's going to be dark gray, black, uh, midnight blue. It's a, it's a dark color like that. And I call that the watching man. And it seems to just stand 
um, in a doorway or at the foot of a bed or um, in a room and watch you. You don't get to see it for very long, but it's, it's very interested in you. And what I'm finding as I do this work is that many times I will run into those things in, in, that, in that place of energy and spirit. And again, all they're doing is watching. I was working on a house that, that had a number of people that were healthy when they moved in and didn't live very long afterwards. They got very sick and, and didn't live. Oh. And what I found was that there was this thing in the basement that was just sucking energy out of the house. Oh. It was one of those otherworldly things I talked about that I don't find very often. Um, I cut that thing off, sealed up the house. Um, there doesn't seem to be a problem now. But three of those things were watching me as I was doing this. They were following me through the house, and it was metaphysical. I wasn't there. I was I was doing it in that place of energy and spirit. But they were following me in the rooms that I went to. And once I sealed that thing off, um, they were no longer in the room I was in. But as I was leaving, getting ready to go up the stairs, they were at the stairway watching me. And as I approached them, they just moved out of the way. And... Um, You've seen it in movies where where they'll have a big circle and the two two guys are fighting in the middle of it, and the guy wins and now he's won their respect and they and they move out of the way so he can walk through, um, or you know those kind of things. And that's what it kind of felt like was that they approved of what I just did. They moved out of the way for me so I could leave. Uh, I was doing a, a timeline journey of on myself and I I went back to a place where I was probably four years old maybe maybe three and i was in the basement of my parents house and i um on when i was a kid i loved westerns and and um science fiction that that was what i wanted to watch cartoons western science fiction and i loved the way on the on the westerns the guys would always just ride the horses so fast those horses were just going going fast and so i, I had a horse in the basement one of those horses that had a spring, two springs in the front, two springs in the back. I had one of those growing up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I would I would ride that thing. I'm surprised the springs didn't explode. I just, you know, just be going crazy. Yeah. And and I was doing a timeline regression on myself. And I'm I'm in that room down in the basement. And there was 12 of these watching men there watching me do this. Twelve. 12 of them. And I didn't think anything of it as a as a young kid i'm looking at these things and it seemed normal and okay to me it didn't bother me um i just you know they they just seemed like a normal thing and so as a paranormal investigator that's you you want to really go after things that that you've been involved in i've got friends that have been abducted and they really like doing the the that type of work um, mm -hmm. I've got friends that, that see ghosts and, and they're like mediums and they can communicate. So they really like that. Um, I, I've seen these things a lot. So I want to, I, I want to learn more. And I've, I've talked to several hundred people about them and only three, interestingly, have ever had bad experiences with them. And they have, um, for most of us, we just, it's almost like you see a mist over the face. You know, there's a face there, but you can't see it. But these three, and, and other people have talked about this too, will see glowing eyes, mm -hmm. um, usually red or yellow. And that's what these three men have seen. And here's the funny part about these three. They're all retired police officers, all very much alphas, 
all very much the guy that runs in when everybody else runs out and yeah. they see these things and it scares the crap out of them of course. Um, where the rest of us see these things without the glowing eyes and just for the most part think well this is interesting what's going on here but when they see those things with the glowing eyes it scares the crap out of them and these are, these are guys that don't scare um, but it's ominous they can't control that they don't know what it is yeah. and they're used to knowing and being conditioned and trained to deal with and assail it and they don't know what to do when they see something like that yeah it's out of their element and so absolutely um, but it's it just is funny to me that of all the hundreds of people that i've talked to about these things the three that have seen the glowing eyes were all police officers and it I believe it all happened it, that their experiences happened while they were still officers. They're retired now. Oh my gosh, yeah. Them and the parent paramedics have like the most insane experiences. Yes. And you think what about you with think? paramedics, all the all the death that they're around, they're around a lot of spiritual energy. Um, Absolutely. You know, where people are in and out of, of their bodies fear. even. And um, fear. And fear. Oh, Lord, the, the, strong. The, the fear energy that hits them has to be just yeah. insane. Well, even they're, they're, the patients that they're helping, they're in a state of fear. They've either been in a car accident, mm -hmm. a heart attack. Mm -hmm. It's something. It's obviously yes. it's an emergency. So that yeah. state of fear, that energy is so mm -hmm. strong. It imprints. Yeah. So coming from what, the patient, coming from their family, coming from the paramedic. Yes. There's absolutely, Todd. Yeah. What do we think? What, what do you think they are then? Obviously, something that feeds off this sort of energy, this fear, this 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 anger. Let's say, you know, negative sort of emotions. Sorrow. Yeah. So when when we're talking about the the ones that I see, um, right. I don't I don't feel any kind of of uh, danger or scared or anything. It's just it's curiosity for me. The and watchers? most of the people that I talk to, though, though I they call it the watching man. Yeah. And oh, right, because right. they just watch, they don't, they don't scare me. Now the, uh, the three that saw the ones with the eyes. Yeah. There was a lot of fear coming off that. And maybe it was a, it, it's because they, they need to feed on that fear energy. Um, but the ones that I see and that I've come in contact with and that I've talked to people about, I am not sure what they are. They may be the manifestation of a remote viewer. That's, that's watching. Ah. Them. They may be um, one guy told me, um, this this is one of my favorite um, stories about them. He was he was laying in bed, and he looked down at the foot of his. He wakes up, looks down at the foot of his bed. He's got sleep paralysis. He can't move. He sees one of those standing at the foot of the bed, staring at him, and then it just walks through him, walks you know, up through his body, and now it's behind him, so it's like it's in the wall, and as soon as it's behind his head. His my friend's perspective that told me about this changed from looking forward, watching this thing to now he's up there. He's looking through this thing's eyes down at him and and he gets this thing in his mind that says, I am you. And he thinks that it's that it's possibly him in his um, life review after you pass and you do that life review. He had the feeling that that's what was going on, and he was able to somehow contact him himself um, during different. that. See, some people believe shadow people could possibly be time travelers. Yeah. Could so be is is it a dimensional, a dimensional thing? Maybe this person 
d- different life or dimension. Right. I've never heard the theory of, of, you know, the life review thing. That's interesting to me. I wonder if there's more than one type of shadow. I mean, we see it in the yeah, paranormal definitely. as something as yes. a, a negative entity. Maybe, you know, yeah, we're, we're categorizing it in one group and it shouldn't be. Yes, there, there could be hundreds of things like this. And yeah, I think you're yeah. dead on with that. Um, something I would also like to talk about with the paranormal is the, the team I was on, we, we got plenty of the, the EVPs that said, get out. Okay. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and things like that. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> way, what we got was positive things. I've, I've, I've had probably 30 to 50 recordings of the word love um, many, many times. We love Todd. I love Todd. And it would really drive my partners crazy because it was never, I love Karen. It was, yeah, I, I love get those kind. I get to see uh, you next Tuesday comment. Yeah. And uh, so it was funny how positive all these things were. Uh, another wonderful EVP that I had, and I didn't even realize what was happening, was I was on a dance floor at a private club. We were doing an investigation in it, and I'm standing in the middle of the dance floor asking questions. And I hear this, I hear this sentence and I, I don't know what it is. And, and so I'm, I'm running it backwards. I'm running it forward. I'm slowing it down, trying to figure out what it is and nothing makes sense. I send it out to my team. Hey, what do you think this is that I picked up? And one of the girls spoke Italian and said, something just asked you to dance in Italian. And so (laughs) I'm on the dance floor. Something wants to dance with me. Now I can't dance. Yeah. yeah, I kind of, you know, I can do like a Frankenstein shuffle. Um, that's that's as close to dancing as I can do. I would have tried had I had I heard it in real time. I would have tried to dance with this thing. But yeah, we've we've had so many more positive EVPs than negative EVPs, and I don't know if that's just our mindset, our intent, if we're bringing that energy to bring in um, the more positive things. But far and away, it's been more positive now those type of EVPs don't sell TV shows, you know, get out, kill you and things like that. Sell TV shows. My and type so, of EVP sell imagine TV that. Shows. Something negative. Yeah, yeah. Something negative yeah. gets people to watch, but you know, yeah. truly more positive by far than negative. And we've, we've run into a couple things that were very negative, but for the most part, everything's been very positive in our, in our. It's recording. refreshing to hear that. I'm so happy. You know, you're just such a joy. <laughs> you are. You're so much fun. <laughs> Coming from a bubbles, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I love that. You you weren't bubbles the last time I was on. That I this is the first I'm time bubbles, I've heard this. Yes. <laughs> I know, it's true. It's true. It's funny because we just nicknamed her that because she was just so bubbly, you know. Well, and it just she pulled stuck. into my driveway and I'm dancing. I know. <laughs> Waiting yeah, for her and I'm doing the moves. I'm just bubbles. that person. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Or bubbly, or we've got yeah. like the, the the bubble unit, and we've got the it's bubble every, unit, so. bubbles, bubbly unit. <laughs> yeah, depends, There's a soft know. drink named after me now. I know. <laughs> See? There we go. So, although Michael Bublé is trying to take that one, but <laughs> yeah. Sad guy. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, we're nearing the, the top of the hour slowly. So again, um, tell everybody. Um, when do you think the new book will be will be ready to go? I should have the cover work in about two weeks. Um, in a perfect world, it'll be out before the end of March. 
and that's that's really what I'm shooting for is to get it all wrapped up. I you know with the cover art that seems to like bring it alive. When when I did the other book, as soon as I saw that picture, it was like it's done. This this has to get done. This this uh, cover is too cool not right. to have it out to everybody. And so yeah, once the cover art gets done, um, and then just it's just my editor will have to shred it a little bit, and and uh, she does a great job. But then I have to go do the things she tells me to do. So um, I would really like it out before March is over. Right, right. Fingers crossed for you. <laughs> and the best way to get a hold of you is, of course. Email's the best way to get a hold of me. But right. the best way to keep up with what's going on, and anytime we do a polymodella, which is a mini healing, we did one for Road Rage. Um, I've got one in multiple in this new book. Um, the, I always want to find one for Michelle. <laughs> I always let people know that, uh, about those things first on Instagram. So to keep up, Instagram is by far the best way. And then um, keep an eye on YouTube. Also subscribe if you would and and like it so that um, you can see what we've got going on. And and we'll do again. It's, it's free stuff. Um, go there see what, see what kind of work we're doing and developing and and uh, be a part of it. So I would say Instagram at Slipstream Shaman, YouTube Slipstream Shaman, and then the email Slipstream Shaman at Gmail. There we go. There we go. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It was just very informative. I'm sitting here just like hacking my face off, getting over yes. a head cold. So, you know, bear with me. I'm just like, I know. I'm just no, I feel so bad for you. Never six. But when she is, holy crap. Oh, I know. Well, it just hits me, honestly. And you were nice enough to yeah, Sorry? you you at least you would mute yourself when you did it. I just hack for everybody. So, oh uh, my god! <laughs> but I'm the one that I never get sick. Oh my god! I, I have a grandson and yeah, it's over. Very, you know, and I'm just like, oh, of course, I'm gonna hug and kiss you. Oh, yeah. all of a sudden, I'm just like, head cold it's like having head cold. it's like having toddlers all over again, right? I know it's like little friends when you have horse, kids. my darling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they always want to smack you right on the mouth. <laughs> oh yeah, the gift that keeps on, on. giving. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, oh, whatever. <laughs> but it was a pleasure uh, having yes. you join us, and Absolutely. I will be in touch with you. Um, I'll give you links and, and everything like that uh, once we're we're done with the archives and. Um, and we'll book you again, maybe for this summer. We'll we'll just incorporate all this Yay. into all of this paranormal and crypto stuff that you have. I think it'd be a lot of fun if you're willing. It's so much fun. Yeah, being oh. on with you too is just a blast. Both you're times so much fun. fun. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. I'm glad I didn't yeah, miss it. You. There we go. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. And I'll thank be you, in touch. <laughs> All right. You take care of yourself. Good night. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Good night. See you later. <laughs> Good, night. Good night. Bye. Well, we have come to the end of another fantastic segment here on The Outer Realm. Uh, big thank you to our guest, Todd Wilcox, for joining us. Big thank you, uh, of course, to Folgers Coffee, uh, who has basically been with us since day one. <laughs> so very, very appreciative. And Thank you, Tamara. Yeah. Or Michelle. <laughs> and big thank you to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, Justin Snicker, for his contribution of his voice and his music for our intro and our outro. Big thank you to Steve McGinnis, the artist behind the artwork here at the Outer Realm. Thursday night. Okay. 
you love them. <laughs> we love them. <laughs> we are happy and privileged to call them friends. So we welcome back Hamilton White and Richard Stanley. And gosh, what a show it's going to be. They're pretty much picking up where they left off on the last segment on December 29th of last year. And uh, Hamilton has sent over um, some pictures. So we're going to have some pictures. I do up a little collage and he's going to, He's going to, he's asked me to put them up tomorrow um, as a bit of a promo and he's going to have the real thing oh show gosh. and tell. Cause you know, he likes to do a show and tell. So yeah. we're, I know. And, and You're going to want to watch it then. Yes. And we have to be, give him a big kudos because for him, it's staying up late. Richard's a night owl. So he'll be up anyway. He's in the South yeah. of France. And he's <laughs> just very laid back and, and chill about the whole thing. Hamilton is, you know, going to Not. be staying up every 2 a.m. when he starts. Yeah. So, yeah. He's a morning person. Yeah. This is a little so early. early morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, anyway, uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. They're always a great time. Um, I've never known... Hamilton to not be a boatload of fun when he's on the show. And um, Richard is, is, is very fascinating person and never a dull moment. So I think between the two of them, they're, they're definitely going to keep us all entertained and some interesting, interesting stuff, interesting promo stuff as well. So um, I will post that up tomorrow and um, we will, get the show on the road. So be there, get ready and chat, get your questions ready. Um, because Richard, we usually have live, but Hamilton, not so much. So if you've got questions, get them ready to go. Okay. So thank you all for tuning in. You make it that much more exciting. We love you all. We appreciate you all. And we'll see you tomorrow. Good night, people.